to Woman to Woman. We're so happy to have you today. We are um, just blessed what the Lord is doing for us and for you all. And we're just happy that you joined us and uh, going to be with us today. We have a special guest. All my guests are special, but this one is special, special. She's just so ah. dear to our hearts. This is Dr. Billy Brim. She sensed the call of God early on in her life. In 1967, as a young wife and mother of four, she answered the call. For 10 years, she worked for Kenneth E. Hagen Ministries and taught at Rainbow Bible Training Center. Since then, she has ministered around the world. She's learned Hebrew in the land of Israel and continues to spread the word of God with Billy Brim Ministries. Please welcome with me, Dr. Billy Brim. Shalom, Devorah. Hello, and Billy, I love. Uh, yeah, I'm well. I call you Devorah yeah, I know. because I did study Hebrew, mm -hmm. and I love your name. If I could pick a name, I would pick <laughs> Devorah because in Hebrew, most of the letters are most of the words are three consonants: D, mm -hmm. V, as in Victor, R, and uh, with a hay on the end of it. And Devar is word, the word, the word of God is Devar. Mm -hmm. And then you put a hay on the end of it, like God put a hay in the name of Avram and Sarah, and then he became Avraham. Mm -hmm. Well, your name is Devarha, Devorah, the word of God, the word mm -hmm. of Jehovah. Your name is wonderful. Praise Every God. single time that somebody calls you your name, they say the word of God. Mm -hmm. And the word of God is everything. Yes. It's the answer to everything. Everything. So, oh my goodness, you know, the Jews too, it's important what you name a person mm -hmm. because every time you name that person, every time you say that name, you speak it over them. So every yeah. time someone says your name, they speak the word of God over you. Amen. Hey, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> really? <laughs> Praise God. It's just um, a blessing to have uh, had Christian parents that that bad um, named me. Oh, he did. He knew that he was doing that. Uh -huh. Yes. Naming you from a Bible character. Yeah. Yes. Oh, how great. Yeah. Just wonderful. So, they, you know, they My had parents 12. knew the Lord, but they didn't do it. They had 12 what? They had 12 kids, so I guess they couldn't find 12 names. Because <laughs> I have a, uh, a brother that was named uh, Samuel. I have a brother named David. I have a brother named Timothy. Um, let's see, I think that's the, the last that's of the, the biblical names. names. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was good. Yes, that was good. Bless the Lord. Yeah. So I didn't even name my own children biblical names, but um, we surely speak the word of God over them. And kind of a strange story about Shelly. You know Shelly. Shelly, my, my grandson's here, technical, mm -hmm. helping me. And uh, he said, how long have you known? <clears throat> excuse me, known the butlers. I said, since 1978, mm -hmm. my daughter, Shelly, Shelly Brim, yes. was a classmate of Keith Butler at Raymond. Mm -hmm. The bees were all together at those right. times. And um, so we had four children. Shelly's the oldest. And we have a girl, boy, girl, boy. And uh, they all helped me in the ministry, Devorah. Oh, the gifts of God. Praise God. And Shelly 
we, we just had boy name picks out. Well, mm-hmm. in those days, we didn't know you were going to have a boy or girl. So surprise what you get. Yeah. <laughs> so Kent walked in the room. He's so handsome, a handsome Cherokee. And uh, I think he brought me a rose. I can't remember. I think so. And I said, honey, we're going to have to get a girl's name. He said, well, I've already named her. It's on the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. He said, I've always known I was going to have a daughter. And I'm going to name her Shelly Kay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his dad, and Shelby, and his mother, Catherine. So years later, Shelly and I both studied Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said to her, after a certain time of prayer, you are totally mine. Well, in Hebrew, the word um, shell means belongs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and E on the end of it belongs to me. So Shelly means belong to me. Mm-hmm. And he told her, you got the right name. Yeah. <laughs> so she got the name that says she belongs to God, even yeah. though we didn't know to give a, a, a biblical name. Yes. And my youngest brother's name is Stefan. <laughs> so you got him. There you yeah, got, got him. Got him. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yep, That's so good. I don't know. They just, uh, or maybe just somebody named it, somebody didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but I praise was, the Lord. I was glad. And the you, devil tried to kill me early. Uh-huh. Uh, I was on on my deathbed at two. And um, they took me to an AA Allen meeting. Oh. Yeah, and I got healed. You got healed at an AA Allen meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we lived in Baton Rouge for three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a. Shelly, we went to a church, great church down there, uh, Bethany Baptist. Yeah. It was at that time. Now it became Bethany. We right. were there when it was just a wee little church. Started mm-hmm. out just with the pastor and a few folk. And now it's thousands of people, mm-hmm. Bethany and Baton Rouge. Oh, what a marvelous church that was. But in that church, um, there was a group of singers. And Shelly was just in middle school, but she had a really good voice. And she was in that group of singers. Mm-hmm. And they went around singing in different places, had marvelous ministry. But the man who was the head of that group, he uh, had been a, a young man and he got terrible lung disease. Mm. And he got such a bad lung disease that uh, they told him, you cannot even carry a lunch bucket. You cannot carry something as light as a lunch bucket. Wow. Now, his wife was in the hospital having her last having a baby. And here he had gone, a friend had driven him to the hospital to see her. Mm-hmm. And she had a brand new baby and he knew he could not pick up that baby. Wow. It weighed too much for him to pick up. He was so sad and he was a very, uh, he went to a denominational church that was really strict, you know, strict uh, way you live and this and that. And uh, not, not Pentecostal, but very strict. And he's driving down this city and there's an A.A. Allen meeting. And they got big signs up, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the blind see. And they said, isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible that they would fool people like that? And they said, we're going to go down there and expose him. Mm-hmm. So they went to the AAM Allen meeting to expose him. And they got in the healing line. And I think you had to get a card even to get in the healing line. He was in the healing line. And he was in this terrible condition. And he was going to expose him that A.A. Allen could not minister healing to him. And he said, but three people down the way was a child. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I forgot what was wrong with the child. Terribly crippled, I think. And the child was instantly healed. He saw it happen before his very eyes. And he's next. Mm -hmm. And he says, A.A. Allen said, and what do you need? And he said, I need to breathe. I need to. And he said it was as if somebody took a bicycle pump, put it to his mouth, whoosh. Wow. And his lungs immediately expanded, and he was instantly healed. Praise God. And he didn't expose A.A. Allen. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes. And he became such a man of God, such a man of God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that healing, that divine, those were times when uh, there was such a healing anointing. And Devorah, we're going to see it again. Yes. We're going to see it again. We're already seeing some miraculous things yeah. happening. Mm -hmm. We have a street ministry, and I'm telling you, we are seeing miracles down there. The yeah, deaf yeah, are hearing, speaking, things like that. But it's going to be on a huge, broad scale uh, yes. when we have an awakening to God, a great move of God that's coming. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, that's what um, Bishop preached uh, this New Year's Eve night was the year of the authority of the believer. Oh, my goodness. And it's time we for have the church to, do to that. take your authority. Absolutely. Take our authority. Oh, that's one of my main things I teach, the yep. authority of the believer. Mm -hmm. Things won't be in a mess if you'll take your authority over the yes. demons that are around right. in the air in your, in your uh, place of dominion, mm -hmm. wherever God has set you. You are to take your authority, sit in your seat of authority. I have a little right. mini book, The Authority mm -hmm. of the Believer and How to Use It. Yes. And I, I use mine daily. Yeah. He's, um, he's doing a, um, a more in-depth teaching on it on Wednesday nights. Great. So uh, Everybody and, listen. And How do they actually, listen? He actually tacked, tacked, um, tackled the rise and fall of uh, Judas. Ah, yeah. now there's something to tackle. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. It was really eye-opening. It was quite. It was uh, really good, and I think a lot of people finally got it. How how Judas started out with Jesus, and what got him to a place where he betrayed him. Mm. And uh, so it. Uh, and basically, he said, any one of us can get to that place if we don't check ourselves and judge ourselves um, and be honest with ourselves. So it was really an interesting, uh, it's an interesting teaching. Well, how and, do people watch this? Do they go well, to? Well, it's on, I believe it's on our Word of Faith site, so you can pull it up on that. Uh, Archived, he, probably. And then uh -huh. it's on Wednesday nights, um, when it's, it's Wednesday night teachers, we're on video or I don't mm -hmm. know what you call it, but it's- Live stream. Live stream, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, we do a lot of that lately. Right, yeah. So we have a lot of our people that don't come to church. They still don't come to church. So they mm -hmm. are, uh, but they do attend the live stream. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so um, they're able to well, continue now, to get to work. Right, and then things like that. I'm quite sure you're so, I work with your technical people today. I'm mm -hmm. sure it's archived that they can go back and watch Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, so it's, um, it's very interesting to see. But I, I was uh, diagnosed with, um, I could not, it was my digestive system. I couldn't keep anything down. 
And she took no other two year old. You can't keep stuff down. And it got so bad. You're gonna die. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize what I I never asked my parents why I was sick. Now now your parents, uh, they were Pentecostal believers? Yes. They were. So they just took you as a little baby to that meeting. Did he lay hands on you? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. they did. So, uh, yes, he did. So, yeah, they took me to that meeting, and um, I got healed. And I've, you know, I'm, like I said, I never really asked my parents what happened, but I was born on my sister. She's four years older than me, so she, I was born on her birthday. And my parents had told her that um, I was her doll. So she she knew what it was. So the minute what had happened, so I asked her what had happened, and she told me about my digestive system, and I couldn't hold anything down or whatever. And the Lord, well, the Lord had told me, before I asked my sister, I, the Lord had said to me, the Holy Ghost had told me, he said, that anointing that went in your body when you were two years old is still oh. there. Hallelujah. He said, it's still there. And it's your responsibility to stir it up. Oh, you know, cause so many think people think that the things that God are automatic or whatever. Uh -huh. But that flows uh -huh. with our authority even. Is uh -huh. that we have to open our mouths and stir exactly. it up. We have to speak uh, the yeah. word of God out of our mouths. Yeah, and you have to lay hands on the sick, Devorah. Do you do that? From time to time, yes. Yeah. Well, you know what, Brother Hagen, when I came to work for him, well, no, this is when I just came into his ministry. Mm -hmm. This was 1967. Uh, there was the great charismatic move. Okay. And uh, I went to a denominational church. Now, my background and my family was Pentecostal, but I didn't know it mm -hmm. because my dad had gotten into a um, uh, denominational church with my mother. So I was raised up in the denominational church that said women couldn't preach. But in 19... Uh, I knew I was called to preach at three years old, mm -hmm. but my denomination said I could not. So I, I was, you know, I was flustered what to do, what to do in life. And I always went to church. I was the pianist in our church. I taught the junior classes. I did the junior choir. Uh, but uh, a, a lady in my town, and it's a long story. I won't go into all of it, but uh, I'd known her even in college mm -hmm. and she called me and she said uh you can't go to church right uh-huh right can i go with you she had to ask me mm -hmm. and she got born again at the church well then later she called me and i was so under conviction that i hadn't had anything to do with her uh coming to the lord and she said uh you know what i'm going to do next and i said what and she said i'm going to speak with tongues i said oh no you're not mm -hmm. speaking with tongues is of the devil now, how do I know speaking in tongues with the devil? Because our denomination was losing a lot of people in the charismatic move. A mm -hmm. move of God, like we talked that move of healing, a yeah. move of God is different. That charismatic move, it swept people in. Yeah. And we were losing a lot of folk from our denomination. So in the denominational paper, the headline said, speaking in tongues is of the devil. I didn't even read the article. I just mm -hmm. quoted that. Yeah. She said to me, well, if it's of the devil, what's it doing in the Bible? I said, well, I don't know, but I'll find out. Just give me three weeks and I'll find out. Then I got a telephone call uh, from the local doctor's wife, Dr. Honeyager's wife. 
you remember, you remember the Honey Eggers on Brother mm -hmm. Hagen's board. Yeah. And she said, may I come visit you? So she came knocking on my door. She had a huge wall. And this is 1967 BC before cassettes even. Mm -hmm. She has this huge wall and sack recorder on her knee. She comes in and she said, I came to play a tape for you. I don't know what a tape, play a tape for you means. It sounds like language from outer space. I mean, it, it, we didn't know what these were. She plops it down on my coffee table, puts on a seven inch real table, real tape. And here I hear this Texas voice teaching on the father's care that he loves you, yes. Deborah, me, as much as he loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like it says in John 17. I was already under conviction for not helping this lady. And I was down in the floor crying. Shelly remembers that she was nine years old. Mm -hmm. I was crying. She said, Mrs. Brown, before you convince Mrs. Martin that speaking in tongues is of the devil, don't you think you should know more about it? Mm -hmm. And I said, I really should. She said, this man is teaching a seminar on it next week. And I'm going to take you and Mrs. Martin. So she took us into Brother Hagin's offices. He had barely moved to Tulsa. Mm -hmm. His office was little. Buddy Harrison, his son-in-law, said there couldn't have been more than 150 people. We had to cram jam them in there. Mm -hmm. She marched us up to the front row. Front row seats were hard to get, but she was on the board. Her mm -hmm. husband was she. And so there we were. And uh, Brother Hagin and Mama Papa Goodwin taught on the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Just opened the book and taught a seminar on it from the Bible. Of course, I was convinced and received. But here's mm -hmm. the part I want to tell you. You talked about stirring up the gifts. Brother Hagen, in 1950, he was preaching in a tent meeting in Rockwall, Texas. Mm -hmm. There came a heavy rain, mud. People couldn't get to the tent meeting. Just a few could get there. So they had a prayer service. And he looked up at the top of where the tent should be. You can read this in, I believe, in Visions, Brother mm -hmm. Hagin. And there was Jesus. And he said, come up hither, come up to the throne of God. Mm -hmm. And Brother Hagin went up. And, and, and the Lord laid the finger of his right hand in the palms of each of Brother Hagin's hands. Mm -hmm. And he said, I am giving you a special anointing to minister to the sick. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about this, if they will believe it, they will be yeah. healed. And he said, I felt the palms of my hand burning like fire, like you had a piece of hot coal. Yeah. Well, that happened in 1950. Fast forward to 1967. I'm in Brother Hagen's meetings. Brother Hagen had not given the proper attention to that. And he was in New York State speaking at a full gospel businessman's and he got sick. Brother Hagen, mm -hmm. he never got sick. He said, I got sick as a horse. That meant sick big. Yeah. And he told his wife, I'm sick. And the Lord said, the only way you're going to get your healing this time, lay your own hands on yourself. He did. Mm -hmm. And he said, now you haven't been, I told you to tell that. And I told you that when you told that, yeah. Uh, then the anointing would flow. So Deborah, Devorah, I went to that meeting in Tulsa, 1967. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing them talk about tongues in the morning and every night, every night, Brother Hagen tells that story. 
-hmm. He got caught up to heaven. Yeah. The Lord laid the finger of his hands in the palms of his hands, burn like fire. They're burning right now. And if you'll believe that, you'll come up here. Yeah. I've been raised in a denominational church. Mm -hmm. I have come to this church, and this man is standing up every night telling that story. Tell him that he got caught to heaven. I never heard of anybody getting caught to heaven. <laughs> telling that now his homes and hands are burning like fire. Telling that God told him he was a prophet and that he had to, to say he was a prophet. Mm -hmm. And so, but he told it every single night. And Deborah, Devorah, I remember I'm sitting there listening and I had to make a decision and it came up before me, Devorah. I wouldn't have known to, just, to yeah. tell you this. Like, like something you could touch and feel right in front of me. Decision. Mm -hmm. i got to make a decision. Is this man crazy? Is he a liar? Or does he know God better than anyone I ever knew? And I can trust him. Thank God. I made the third decision. Yeah. And my life, Deborah, anything that I had to, if we have questions and answers, any answer I have, it's because I, I came under his ministry. Mm -hmm. I came, but here's what I'm saying to you. Anointings. When A.A. Allen laid hands on you, an anointing came into you. Now the Lord recently has told you about that. Recently? Yes. So I'm expecting things to just, I'm looking for a great awakening. I'm looking for a great move of God, greater than we've ever had. And yeah. Devorah, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that same A.A. Allen anointing is going to come out of you. Praise God. Amen. I believe it. I believe it too. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, am I prophesying to you in a way, in a way, in a way I'm saying what Brother Hagin was told, you need to tell it. Yeah. You told it today. Mm -hmm. You need to tell it and then say, is any sick? Come up here. Yeah. Lay your hands on. I prophesy to you, Devorah Butler, that you are going to see the same kinds of healings. It took place in your body. Amen. When you lay hands on that anointing goes. Yes. Amen. Well, it's it's also part of the works of Jesus, and we're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's um, His anointing. They're all yes. His anointings. Yes. Yes, they are. They're anointings that He gave to us, and He gave mm -hmm. us the authority to use them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's why we need to take our authority. Absolutely. And use them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've, I've, um, I've made myself available to the Holy Spirit that I made, I that I'm able to, when he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Yes, you will, um, without a doubt. Yeah, right. I don't have, it's nothing I need to discuss or pray right. about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, yeah. see, that's the thing about answers mm -hmm. to questions people have. Yeah. Uh, the answers come from your spirit. Yes. Where the Holy Spirit lives and he's the guide. Yes. And he guides you. 
I I've written down in John, you know, when Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit and he was telling them after he had offered the kingdom, there's going to be an earthly kingdom and he had offered it and it had been rejected. Yeah. So now he says from John 13 on after Judas left, mm -hmm. he starts telling them new covenant realities and he starts telling them about the Holy Spirit. He right. tells them it's better for me to go because if I don't go, the comforter cannot come, the yeah. helper. And then he tells us what the helper does in John 14, 15, and 16. Mm -hmm. I made all of those scriptures about the Holy Ghost, what he does in my Bible. I, I made them all orange. Mm -hmm. And uh, I read them. And one of them, and I read them especially when I'm looking for guidance. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And I, I find in there that uh, he guides me into all truth and yes. shows me things to come. Yes, he does. He is my guide inside. Bless the Lord. And uh, so I, I have a, a part of my Bible in the back which has lines and you can write notes and things. Mm -hmm. And I have guidance scriptures in there. And yep. I'm, if I need, if I need guidance from God, I, I, I meditate on those scriptures. Right. And then I've got uh, one part that is just his guidance as he gave in uh, John 14, uh, 15 and 16. And uh, of course, that's where he says that when he comes, he will guide me into all truth. He yes. will bring to me the remembrance of what God said. Yes. So uh, the answer to life and to life's questions is being led by the Holy Spirit who lives yes. in you. Yes. Bless the Lord. That's right. Amen. It is. So, Anything you I, need, any yeah. question you need to answer, just ask the Holy Spirit. That's and then right. listen so you can hear them. That's right. You know, it's not good enough just to talk to them and then you don't you go on about your business and you don't listen. You don't have time no. to hear. And no, you hear no. them in your, in your spirit. You don't hear them up in your head. You hear them in you your know, spirit. You're exactly right. Whoever's watching, you need to know to live a life in God yes. that you are a three-part being. Right. And that the real you, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, is your spirit. Your inward man, yes. that is the real you. The inward man, the spirit, you have a soul, mm -hmm. mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body, but the body right. is not you. Exactly. The Bible in the New Testament calls it your house, your mm -hmm. tabernacle you live in, your tent you live in. It's, it's an earth suit, uh, but yep. it's not you. It's not you. I've been thinking about uh, this lately in the light of uh, people dying. You know, there's been a lot of people die, COVID, yeah. whatever. And um, you never die. Right. Jesus said, those that follow him never die. We just transition. Now, the enemy, yeah, your enemy, the enemy can hit the house you live in, mm -hmm. you know, but he can't hit you. Right. And uh, I, Brother Hagen, you know, don't ask me to be on your program if you don't want to hear what Brother Hagen said. Uh, Brother hey, Hagen, <laughs> Brother Hagen worked for him really close for 10 years, and then I stayed close. 
uh, and he, he'd come in my office. He'd just start talking about things. Mm. And he came in one day, sat across from me, and he said, there's going to be an age change. We're coming up on an age change. Mm -hmm. He said, I won't be here. And he, he, he didn't exactly say, you will be, but he implied it. Mm -hmm. And he said, now, it's not going to be just like you suddenly step over a log and everything's different. He said, things from that age are going to start coming into this age. The unseen is going to start coming to the scene. People are going to start going over into the glory world and coming back and telling about it. Yes. There's going to be a lot more activity and, and angel scene. Mm -hmm. Now, he said, there, the, the people that go over to the glory world and come back and tell about it, some of it will be near-death experiences, some will not. They'll just go there and come back. He said, mm -hmm. you're to write about it. Well, oh my goodness, are they ever doing it? It is happening right and left. They're making movies about it. I don't have to write about it. They're writing their own books and um, telling about what they saw over there and coming back with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, one, one of my dear friends is, do you know Dean Braxton? No. You Google Dean Braxton. Okay. He is one of my latest. I started collecting these people like teacups. You know, people that have been there and come back. And Dean, it's not been too many years ago, he was involved in, um, had something to do with the wayward boys in the, in the system, you know, uh, with uh, our government, this and that. I'm not sure all what he was, but he's a blessed man. I am telling you, please okay. Google him. Dean Braxton, B-R-A-X-T-O-N. Okay. Uh, he's a wonderful man. And I've become close friends of his. God's using him, Devorah, to go into schools, public schools, mm. and tell about going to heaven. Yeah. And um, I could send you some of his books. Mm -hmm. um, his his son-in-law, who's one of the ones we're praying for, is the first black general manager of an NFL team. Okay. And that's in the Washington team. But Dean, oh, when you see his face, you're going to see peace. Mm -hmm. But Dean talked about your spirit never dies, but your spirit, this is what he saw in heaven, your spirit leaves and then your body can die. Mm -hmm. The body dying doesn't, doesn't determine the spirit's leaving. And I thought about what Brother Copeland saw, you know, about Gloria's brother that hit the tree. She had a young teenage brother that drove into a tree. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed Brother Hagen that the spirit came out before he hit the tree. Yeah. And Dean, Dean talks about it being like that. That spirit, that inner man of you is you. Sometimes I have Shelly come up. She travels with me or someone else. And I say, how many of you can see Shelly? It's a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they raise their hands. I say, no, no, you can't see her. This is just the house she lives in. Mm -hmm. And she's looking out these windows right here. Yeah. And now, I don't know if you've seen Shelly lately. You have got to see her. Mm -hmm. You have got to see her. I don't know if you'll be at the minister's conference or, but yes, she looks, oh, you're going to be surprised. Her yeah. hair is white as snow and she's got it close on the sides and she's got a, uh, uh, she's, she reminds me of a titmouse or a cardinal. She's got this little tufted part up mm -hmm. here. So I'll say something like, and this house, she's looking out these windows and this house just happened to have a white roof, you know. <laughs> But, but the thing about it is your spirit, your spirit man, yeah. Devorah, 
You're born again. Yes. But you're born a baby. You desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Yes. What are you going to grow? That inner man. That's where the Holy Ghost lives. You yeah. feed him. The word of God is his food. Yes. The word is the food of the spirit. Yeah. And you exercise your spirit. You, you learn to pray and pray in the spirit and commune with God. Then you can hear God and yes. you can be led. Yes. You be led by the spirit. Stay tuned for part two of this episode of Woman to Woman. If questions you've had about dating, marriage, and friendships have gone unanswered, this book will put these questions to rest and put you on solid ground in your interpersonal relationships. Do you want to learn how to navigate successfully through life's changing seasons with its crossroads and uncharted waters? Find the information you need for a happy journey in establishing godly relationships through marriage and family. Order your copy today.